Well, it's time to dive into the water, take a look at the latest waves and sales pipelines with your host, the folks from Matt Hines Marketing. Today, we're privileged to have with us a guest host today who's been on the show once or twice before, Robert Peace. Welcome, Robert. Great to be here. Seven essential building blocks for high-performance sales development. I see you've even got it on a big spreadsheet there and everything, so you got quite a chart ready to go through. Yeah, I sure do, and uh, it's always a pleasure to be here. Um, and this is a, a topic that you know we've been working on quite a bit internally at, at, at Heinz, and and you know as a product of you know even the work I've been doing over the last couple of years, twenty some odd companies, and ten or fifteen years before that of trying to get um, hands around like customer and customer acquisition, and kind of get it above roles and functions and individual metrics of performance, and the sort of friction that exists between sales and marketing, and so I guess this this plane of, uh, of enlightenment that uh, we We've, we've arrived on is this kind of notion of sales development in a, in a, in a sales development framework. Um, so I'm going to cover that today. There's seven pieces of it. I'll, I'll drill into those a little bit. And then we're actually going to be doing one of our workshops uh, specifically on sales development on June 5th, 6th, and 7th. So um, details of that will be coming online here pretty quick. But if you've got some interest in that, just email me, uh, robert at heinzmarketing.com. And how do the workshops work? Are they only in person? No, these are these are these are virtual or online. <clears throat> Very similar. There was a, a promo for the ABM one we're doing um, next week, the account based marketing one, which I'll be part of as well. And these are just designed to to sort of drill down to the next level, right? I think a lot of times people say, "Yeah, I, I agree with everything you're saying, but how?" The workshops are really designed to get into the how and are very sort of practical in that regard. And, and uh, you know, the multi-day format, it's an hour or so each day, is, is uh, friendly to calendars, but also literally lets people drill down to levels of detail. And plus, we have some interactivity that we can do back and forth to really get into some specifics. So it's it's almost sort of a, of a, a very condensed and compacted uh, engagement around particular topics. So again, the ABM one is, is next week, and then the sales development one will be uh, early part of June, June 5th, 6th, and 7th. All right. Well, let's start with today's topic, seven essential building blocks for high-performance sales development. Let's see if we can get through three or four of them before the first commercial here. Yeah, for sure. And keep me honest as we go through this. Uh, I'm a talker. As I mentioned, right, this is not so much about sales development as a function, right? There's lots of people that may have that title or you have sales development representatives in your in your organization that are doing outbound prospecting. Again, this is, this is about a process. And when we uh, get together with companies, it's like, look, you know, one, you know, embrace the fact that you want to increase your revenue and you want to increase your customers and, and there is no sort of magic pixie dust to do that overnight right this is sort of a commitment to a process and the very top of this process and, and it's sort of a, a core um building block around it right before you go anywhere is around your target market right you got to know who you're trying to reach and this can range everything from side of, of, of what we don't know um, if you're a new company or you're expanding into a new market and you want to get a little bit more detail around it or you're just trying to refine and define yourself a little bit right you're your deal value is too low, your your churn rate is too high. So this is sort of a little bit of a step back to say, you know, what are the specific segments we're targeting? Uh, what is the particular market we're targeting? You, do we have an identified ideal customer profile? And all of that sort of says, okay, we want to have companies that are more than 2,000 employees that are based in North America that all run, you know, Oracle databases or whatever these criteria are. And then the next literal granular uh, piece down from that is to name those accounts, Right. And, and I'm a big advocate of, of sort of having companies embrace and put their arms around the universe of customers or of, of accounts that will become your customer. Not everybody will. Not everybody's ready to buy your stuff. 
Um, some subset will do it quickly. Some other uh, larger subset will be interested in talking to it, and then a very large, large subset will not be interested right now. And your your goal is to keep them all interested in you and bring them into the funnel. But you've got to sort of, rather than just sort of starting to do stuff and make calls and send emails, right, you need to take a step back here and think about who it is exactly um, that you're trying to reach uh, within those accounts. And not just the accounts, but the people in there, right? We talk about personas, but, but down to the granular level of, look, I'm trying to reach the manager of application management in this type of company. Um, and in that company, his or her name is, here's their email address, here's their, 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 their phone number, right? This is sort of fundamentals of list building. But this is sort of a core asset um, that you have to build, you have to maintain, you have to sort of nurture and keep live and active over time um, to make the rest of this actually worthwhile. The second piece, sort of moving down the, uh, the chart here, is around your sales cycle. People buy things differently. Different products are bought in different ways. High-dollar items sometimes require committees um, versus individual purchaser, and it's important to have a discipline to think about how the purchase process unfolds, so whether you call this buyer journey or, or whatever it is, but, but a proactive way to think about how decisions unfold through the sales process. Your goal is to really, really optimize and enable each stage, right? At each, at each, at the end of each meeting, if it takes five to nine meetings, like what is it that you're trying to reach for the next meeting, right? Tell people how to buy from you. What we need to do next is we need to get together with the person responsible for A, B, or C. Um, clearly go down the road of qualifying in based on, hey, if we can show you, we can fix one, two, and three, you know, is that, the, is that, you know, worth, uh, worth buying from us? So I think that understanding the sales cycle, and if you have an 18 month sales cycle, you may not be able to manipulate that or, or compress that, but you may be able to make it easier for people to get to yes quicker, right, in terms of your packaging, in terms of some of the things that you offer. So sales cycle, very another important, again, sort of think about how you're approaching your market from a sales development standpoint. The third piece here is around your team, um, and this is both uh, sort of roles and responsibilities but also skills, right, or competency maps or whatever you want to say, right? This isn't just um, I want someone who can make 60 phone calls a day. <laughs> it's it's about um, taking the sort of inputs that we've created here, sort of an intentional, methodical approach, these accounts, these people, um, and what do we need and what are the handoffs internally? Is someone a, a conversation starter and then someone's a, a, a conversation, um, a handoff person, right? So this is where sometimes – a sales development rep will get a conversation started and hand that off to an account executive. Is there a need for a pre-sales type discussion? Like where is this qualification um, sort of happening in there? And I think that, that you need to step back and think about, again, from starting the conversation to getting someone converted to the actually onboarding process. Your job's not done uh, just when someone buys from you, right? You want to get them on board and make them a happy customer so they stick around. Got two tweeter, two tweets that came in here as you're talking. Um, I'll address the one that deals with the topic right now here. Do you think we're going to getting to a day? I'm sort of paraphrasing what they're saying sure. here, uh, where sales is not a one person effort. Meaning, as you said, maybe there's somebody that develops a conversation with them, answers the initial inquiry, and then hands them off to what we think of as a salesman or a closer or somebody that can really put the deal together. Are we yeah, are we getting yeah. to where it's a team approach and not just not just one person dealing with an account that has to go find prospect develop and then close the deal? 
Oh yeah, I mean, I, I think you have to, right? It's it's a it is it's a process, and and it's not it's not one person or one function's responsibility to acquire customers. And Larry Ellison or someone said, right? You either you either helps you either help sell it or you help build it. Figure out what side you're on. Uh, you don't certainly don't want to be left uh, uh, in between because then you're what value are you actually delivering? Um, a little harsh kind of point of view, and I'm, I may be hacking the quote, but I think that's a, a good way to think about it. And, and again, what what sales this sales development framework really focuses in on is all the marketing activities that you're doing, your content marketing, right, your your event strategy, all these different types of things are all sort of unified and aligned around this process. And in the same way that the person who is on the very you know, tip of the spear, if you will, the sales development person, they are enabled and set up for success. We see this so often that that there's this, okay, great, you know, get out there and find leads or, or, or find opportunities. Um, and there's this sort of pressure and you can almost sense it in the outreach, right? In terms of the emails and the types of phone calls you get that you're, that you're, you're, you're being forced to schedule a meeting, right? And I don't know who you are, what problem you solve, why I'm talking to you. And so we spend a lot of time at Heinz literally on this sort of step back and say, let's look at this as a process and, and let's figure out how to start to tell our story in an informed and intentional way with target accounts and the people in those target accounts that actually have this need. And then we can bring them into a conversation. The whole goal is to take a nice cold contact, right, and turn them into an engaged contact. Once we turn them into an engaged contact, meaning they've, they've, they've leaned forward, they clicked on something, they read something, they, they signed up for something, uh, we eventually want to then bring them into becoming an opportunity, um, and then we want to be smart about how we pursue them through the funnel and actually make them a customer. So how do you avoid the temptation, though, at this development stage just to measure them and reward them on how many appointments they set? We had somebody at our earlier show today, and she was talking about how annoying it is when somebody calls up, even with something you're interested in, you say, yeah, that's really interesting. Call me back in about six months or three months, and I'll be ready to talk to you. And they immediately say, fine should we set an appointment right now and you just said no <laughs> i mean it seems yeah, like that's, I mean, that's the goal that's, that's one of the, the pieces here that we'll, we'll certainly uh, get to which is metrics of success like in that case the, the way that person's being measured or being compensated probably more like it is is booked scheduled meetings and, and i don't disagree that those are important uh, uh pieces to have in there but but in the scenario you just walked through right that's someone who said i may be interested but i'm not interested right now and if you don't have the, the sort of process in place to handle that, right? Uh, and understanding, again, there's a, a 1% to 2%, 3%, whatever it is, single-digit percentage of people that you're actually going to find in this target universe that want to buy from you. The, the, the art and the science is to find them fast. The, the other 30 or sort of 40% in the, in the pie graph, if you want to think about it that way, may be interested in talking to you and learning more, right? So your goal is to get them more engaged and become active buyers. The, the other 50 or 60%, which is the scenario you said, just not real interested right now, right? So how then can I programmatically keep you in the mix um, and, and, and set that person up for success, right, that's actually trying to have that conversation so that that wasn't viewed as a, as a loss, right, or as a waste of time because they didn't close to the – to the demo, I, I think there's a, a tension and a balance between, you know, the sort of direct call to action, which is have a conversation with me, versus this sort of give, give, right, and even and then a get, right. I'm going to send you something that's really interesting that maybe that with you never talk to me ever and again, right, you'll get value out of. 
but if I do that and I build some credibility with you, you may be more inclined to come back to me. So I guess the short answer to that is that, I, that part of this certainly is looking at the things you're measuring and, and how you're, you're, you're both compensating uh, uh, people involved in this as well as uh, measuring their overall success, right? If a marketing team is measured based on the number of leads generated, they're going to generate a ton of leads. If there's nothing related to quality or the conversion rate into opportunity or even the conversion rate into customer, you're going to get you're going to get out of alignment, and then you're going to build all sorts of friction and all sorts of, of craziness. Okay, I think I got that. And I'll ask one more question before you pick it back up and finish off the other uh, three or four things on your list here. This is an earlier tweet somebody sent in, and I think it goes to exactly what you're talking about again here. You, you start off by talking about good lists, and then you start off by talking about understanding their sales process. How long does it take for them to close a deal? Whose job is it to put together? And then you talked about your sales process, how you measure people and everything. Whose job is it to put together this process? Is it always an outside consultant like you guys, or is it the sales manager? Or who, who does this? Yeah, you know, we've uh, we have found right that coming in as a as a as a third party to this, um, you sort of can talk about this from a process centric standpoint, and you can cut across sales and marketing. And you know, when you get to to people who run the company, whoever's responsible for the, the profit and the loss, the P and L, right, the CEO, the president, the general manager, they're all in on this. They're like. Just make it happen. Just yes, make it happen. Get get all these people together and, and kind of make this happen. I think that the marketing leadership and sales leadership come together, right, and have to sort of agree that this is the way to do it. And and marketing has to understand its job is to enable sales, right, um, and 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 make sales successful. And it's not you know throwing one thing over the, the fence into the other. And sales needs to understand, right, that they they have a lot of assets that they can use from the marketing team. All right, well, let's uh, take a break right here then and uh, let everybody digest this a little bit, and then we'll pick it back up with the remaining three or four things from your seven essential building blocks for building a high-performance sales development process right after this. Marketers acknowledge that account-based marketing is important, but what does that really mean? ABM requires a deep understanding of your target accounts and the people within its internal buying committee. Where do you even start? Sign up now for the Modern Marketers Workshop, ABM, From Strategy to Action and Results, a fully online workshop, April 18th to the 20th, 11 a.m. to 12.30 Pacific each day. Visit www.heinzmarketing.com workshops. That's H-E-I-N-Z marketing.com and register today. All right, maybe that's where we start. We can check out your uh, online uh, workshops here and uh, get some better idea how to build this process. Back with uh, Robert Peace talking about the seven essential building blocks for high-performance sales development. Where did we drop off? I think we did three of them here. Well, let's Four. get so you. We, we covered uh, target market, right, right. which is who is it they're trying to reach, the actual accounts. Uh, we'll talk a lot about account-based marketing and, and that whole concept next week during our workshop. Um, so that's, a, again, an input into this sort of larger process mindset. So target market, then we talk a little bit about the sales cycle as the second piece. Sales cycle is how people buy, the time, the journey, all the stages, the decision cycles, and really dialing in and knowing exactly what that is. Uh, the third thing we talked about was team, which is both skill set as well as sort of workflow right how does stuff hand off when is something worked when does something return to marketing what do we, you know what what do we need in terms of uh, of the skills there needs to be technical depth or industry depth whatever it is on on sort of what what cycles uh we also touched a little bit on metrics of success right which is how you measure this whole process to make sure it's working and that it's optimized and that everyone's incentives 
uh, and compensation and evaluation is aligned around it. And I think that that sometimes can be, a, as we just were talking about, right, sometimes that can be a, a place where you think, well, I really don't want my team spending a bunch of time thinking about how they should actually talk about solving the problem. I want them to do stuff. And that sometimes can, can actually create collateral damage that you don't want to do. The, 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 I guess the, the next piece in this, right, um, is around message and, and messaging and positioning and your point of view and how you explain what you do is sometimes sort of the soft and gushy part of this. And, you know, we'll sit down and we'll go through a facilitated session and we'll talk about, you know, let's explain who you are, what you are, you know, what, what the words we choose are, your differentiation. Um, but those are super important because that 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 sort of core song sheet and what we like to create out of this is sort of a strategic messaging framework, right? These people get this message. Here's the core value prop. Um, and then what happens from that is essentially it's a core input into the playbook. So when when we know we're going to execute an outreach campaign and it's going to be for this particular persona type within these, within these uh, particular accounts, we have thought ahead and planned about what will really resonate and what will be important. So you don't have a lot of random and disjointed communication going out. I, I think that as we get into organizations, a lot of times there's sort of this nodding head. Yeah, we know that. I wrote a blog post back last week about you know, getting that response. But then there's not always real good visibility and understanding of exactly what is being said on the phone, what is being sent out via email, uh, maybe even not alignment between what is being executed as a, as a lead generation campaign and, and how that gets fulfilled on the on the inbound. So all of that has to be aligned. Um, and again, that's a they're, they're such a core focus on need and outcome. And that leads to the question we hear all the time on your show and others. How do you get the alignment between sales and marketing? The marketing people are pushing the price or the features and the salespeople are talking about, you know, whatever else, something, or maybe they're talking about price and the other guy's talking about features here. Uh, revenue. I, 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 I think that, that that's, that's sort of the, uh, the, the, the core thing, the reason that we're in business, right. Which is to, which is, which is to generate revenue. Um, and a lot of companies will have sort of their, their plan, right. Their approved plan. It's 2017, you know, we're, we're sort of out, done to the first quarter. We're flipping here through the second quarter. Like what's the revenue plan of the company? And, and then is the marketing plan supporting that revenue plan? If, if we know we need a hundred customers, uh, in May, and the sales cycle was three months, and we know the conversion rate from lead to, 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 to opportunity to customer is whatever those percentages are, you can sort of look at that to see if you're on plan or not. And so then it becomes the numbers, right? I mean, you know, be, be, uh, uh, be focused on the numbers, but be unemotional about them, right? It's not anybody's fault. I think a lot of times there, there is there's sort of a finger pointing thing that can happen a little bit of why someone missed their numbers or let me sort of you know duck and run for cover when when there's a an exec com meeting or a or a board meeting, but but I think you you unite around that and 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 it's a it's a it's a set uh, mindset which says look our goal is to raise you know or we want to grow two and a half million dollars in net new revenue this year we think our average deal size is a hundred thousand dollars. Like we know how many customers that is. If we know again back to what our sales cycle is, we know how long that's going to take. Um, if it's a new market, then there's a ton of stuff we haven't figured out yet. If it's a known market, then we can certainly optimize around it. So, you know, I, I think that the sales and marketing alignment, while beaten to death over the last five, eight years, ten years by um, lots of technology that was supposed to solve all that, re- remains an issue. And I think it's a process disconnect. And in a lot of ways, what what the sales development framework does, it just puts everybody around the same mindset. Um, which is, hey, we are doing a ton of different tactical things, but it all rolls up to a core process, which is designed to methodically, predictably, scalably, and reliably reach the type of customers we want and bring them into uh, into the fold. All right. So what other building blocks have we got left in our couple of minutes here? 
Yeah, so we've got two more here to, to bounce through real quickly, um, and this gets a little bit more into the tactics of it. So we talked about target market and sales cycle and team and message. Um, now I'm going to talk about what I'm going to call reach. <laughs> uh, that is, okay, great. How do we actually do stuff? How do we actually start a conversation? How do we actually get engaged? And this is the phone. This is email. This is social. Uh, this is, you know, God forbid, in real life. Uh, different types of targeted events. That what? People actually talk to people still? They actually uh, go face-to-face meetings here? Absolutely. Different industries buy differently. Different industries want to be approached differently. Sometimes people don't want to talk to you, right? They're much more comfortable you know, chatting on a chat box on your website. And this goes back to kind of understanding your targets, understanding the personas within there, you know, trying to get someone on the phone to schedule a one-on-one conversation, very high bar, right? Trying to get someone to come to a passively engaged webinar where they can sort of pay attention and listen a little bit. If something's interesting, ask a question in a chat box, very different. You have to think about all those different things. But what falls out of this, right, is the the sort of playbooks and outreach flows to contact your prospects. So everything we've talked about from sort of your targets, your target list building, your message, right, the the, the stages you go through, the sales cycle, right? What is what is touch one, touch two, touch three, touch four, touch five? What are the intervals between those things? How do we surround our prospects with information about us? How do we take great content Right. It's not just write the content, stick it on the blog. It's like, how do you get into the consumption patterns of the target people within our target accounts? What emails do they read? Right. What blog posts do they go to? How do we get um, into their into their flow as a credible source, not talking about our thing, but talking about the need they have or the outcome they're seeking? Right. Because then we're a peer. Hey, we do this. What we see out there is this. Hey, we've done this for these companies, right? Highlight all the different people we've done it for. So I think it's a it's a huge sort of, of, of piece. Um and then the final, the final piece here um, is what, unfortunately, sometimes companies start with, which is enabling technology. I want to fix this, so I bought some stuff. Um, huge believer. I'm a huge believer in starting with process, master the process, and then dial in the technology that will help you. Clearly, what we're talking about here in terms of list building and understanding you know, target accounts, target personas, there's a ton of stuff out there that can do that, data enhancement, data enrichment stuff, the actual programmatic execution of playbooks and outreach and nurture and tracking all those things. There's no shortage of stuff out there that unifies this stuff or that can run through marketing or run whatever. But my guidance is that, that, that look at this as a process for your company. Embrace it. Say, yes, we're going to master sales development in our company. And then once you get those process, that process defined and dialed in, then it's about how can we actually improve this. Maybe we have a marketing automation system. Great. right? How are we actually using the nurture and logic flow within that? How are we actually scoring leads so that we get those into the hands of the right people? How are we actually you know, recycling leads back in? So many companies just let leads pass to sales, sales works them, and then they don't go anywhere, and then they just sit there, or maybe they get the friggin' newsletter. right? I mean, there's a these are people that have actually had engagement, and there's different ways to sort of segment and teach these people. So the technology available to do this remains way ahead, uh, I think, of where process is and, and where sort of day-to-day execution is. So don't get the anxiety and, and like, oh, my God, i got to buy a bunch of stuff, right? It's like step back, dial it in around the process, and then where there are places that, that's, that software and technology can automate optimize or, you know, our new word of orchestrate with intelligence, uh, this whole process, then apply it. Well, I'm going to start by applying some common sense and calling you guys first here, because this seems way (laughs) too complicated and yet makes all the sense in the world. And I think too many organizations know they need to do this, but instead they go back to the old ways, run an ad, generate a lead, send it to sales, the salespeople throw it away, and and everybody complains. 
Yeah, for sure, right? I mean, again, this is this is indeed a process. It's back to the whole thing, right? They, they call it fishing for a reason, right? It's, it's, <laughs> right. They, they'd call it catching if you were going to get something every time. <laughs> right. And it doesn't mean that your rod needs to be replaced or that your boat's bad or, or you know, I mean, there's a bunch of variables that come into it. So maybe I'll, 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 I'll remove myself from that comparison before I get into trouble because I'm not a fisherman. Um, but I think there's a lot to it. And, and again, I, I believe that, that process usurps function. It usurps sort of role, and it allows you to sort of take a cross functional view of the company around the customer. Your job is to acquire customers. You have a huge staff. You have all these people. You have all this money you're spending. Great, right? Are you actually achieving what you're trying to do? And so we have have taken this on and labeled this and called this sales development. It's a reference framework, uh, which says, are do you have these seven pieces in place, right? You may have different shades of it. You may be doing well in one area, not in another. Um, you may think you've got it all done. And then when you get down to kind of into brass tacks, you've got still sort of this spray and pray approach, and you're 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 measuring your your marketing team based on the leads they generate, so they don't care; they just want the lead number generated. And your sales team is trying to schedule meetings, right? And it becomes one of these really annoying things that happens where you get chased down by somebody, and you tell them you're not interested, or you ask them a question, and all they want, or you ignore them, and all they want to do is make it your fault that you haven't responded to them. To take them up on their offer to see a demo of their product. Well, some of them get some of get nasty. They become bullies, you know. Uh, they do. Yeah. They do. And to me, that's collateral damage. It just goes back to your target market. Put your arm around the thousand customers out there, potential customers, those accounts. The last thing you want to do is irritate those people, <laughs> because people will swap between different companies within their industry. And you've got to take a long view on this, which is to build yourself up as a trusted and credible. And professional organization as opposed to, you know, the boiler room mindset of let me just see who I can sort of, you know, almost bully into taking a conversation. Not everybody does that. You can certainly see different uh, parts of the continuum there. And it is hard. Like it is super hard to go after an account and, and, and get a conversation going, right? And this is all about trying to orchestrate that process and enable that process. And instead of just saying, here's your phone and here's your list, you know, marketing's job is to literally condition, warm up, and prepare the market for the message that's coming in. And there's so many things that you can do there so that when a conversation begins, it's like, oh, I've heard about you guys. You helped so-and-so with that thing. I get it. I'm interested in hearing more about that. Um, again, those are still – some of these tactics you know, still are in place. This just unifies it, again, all kind of through a, a central process of sales development. And what I like about the idea of process, you talked about music. It also has to do with pacing, just like in a, in a musical song. You can't do it all at once. Too often people want to rush the process. They're not patient to, to work their way through it. And I can only give you a quick example. I won't name the company, but it's a rather well-known CRM company that I thought, well, I'll look into it again here. And all I really wanted was to, a demo. And, of course, I had to sign up in the thing. And the minute I did it, the minute I did it, people started emailing me and calling me and sending me stuff. And it just became uh, 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 crazy. I was buried in this stuff. People were calling me every day. I see you're on the site. What can we do? What can we... And finally, I took one of these calls, and the guy said, well, you know what? What, what? what can we do for you? How can we have... I said, you can leave me alone for a while, and let me just try the darn thing. Yeah. You know, I said yeah, I, I wanted a demo. Again, dialing into sales cycle, right, and knowing knowing your, 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 your persona type and the type of account you're coming from and realizing, again, it's a give. 
okay, great. Here, you want to sort of come in, kick the tires a little bit, and we're going to make ourselves available. Yeah, right. Right. Or, or here's here's a checklist. Go in and look at these five things we think it could be helpful to you. Again, that takes preparation and it takes an intentional and a methodical standpoint, um, as opposed to just you know this sort of herd rushed mentality to try to drag you into the company to make you a customer. I mean, again, that remains the goal to acquire customers. Um, but they have to stop thinking about how they sell and more about how you buy. Exactly. And, and I see that over and over and over. And again, you've got to build your team even in terms of how people buy. If you have a free trial process and you're trying to convert people from free to, uh, to paid, which is a freemium type model, right? That's the kind of selling you do, right? As opposed to barnstorming in and like, you know, to someone like you and saying, okay, we want to close you. We want to close you. Yeah, right. Versus. There are no trials, and you have to have to knock on the door and say, "I'm interested in your product, and I want to learn more about it." And it's a much more sort of you know direct and formal sales engagement process. But you have to attune and align how you sell with how people buy. Well, again, how do people find you guys and find out more? I know you got workshops coming up. I know there are lots of ways. You're not going to try and sell them right away. Here, you're going to give them some information <laughs> first and ideas. So yeah, for sure, right? I mean, yeah, feel is, comfortable. Uh, um, you can always reach us at HeinzMarketing.com. Um, yeah, me personally, I'm Robert at HeinzMarketing.com, H-A-H-E-I-N-Z, uh, marketing.com. We will be doing a workshop next week, uh, not on sales development, but on the broader topic of account-based marketing, which is certainly aligned and consistent with what we're talking about here. Uh, the sales development workshop will be running June 5th, 6th, and 7th. Uh, details on the site uh, will be there soon at HeinzMarketing.com forward slash workshop. Uh, in the interim, if you're interested in that, email me directly, um, and I can get you lined up there, Robert at HeinzMarketing.com. All right. And I see that you had a piece you were working from. Is that something you share with people that people can call in or email from? Yeah, you're holding it up there. Is that something people can get from you guys here? Yeah, for sure. It is uh, one you can certainly get it from me directly uh, via my email address. And there's a uh, there's a post on the blog about this specifically on the Heinz Marketing blog, and it actually is linked to from the Sales Pipeline Radio uh, summary about this particular session. So you can just go there and click it, or just go to the Heinz Marketing blog and search on Sales Development Framework, and you'll find the uh, you'll find it and and, uh, and pull it down and get. Use it without us, great. Uh, use it as a checklist to see where you stand, great. Um, ask us where you uh, can improve, even better. Um, we do a lot of this, and you know, no, different companies are in different ways, but there's a lot of patterns that exist across the um, um, the horizon there, and we see this as just a really uh, interesting uh, reference framework. And again, wait, Matt and I were in a, a conversation uh, with a potential client last week, and you know, they actually had it printed out and put it on the wall. So <laughs> wow! Well, there you go. See, that's we what you that. hope for. <laughs> well, a place to start. That's what we're all looking for, and uh, and some patience to let us play with it before we you start. Uh, pushing us to learn more here that's what i appreciate what you guys do here so thanks so much uh and uh give us the website one last time and we'll close it out yep you can uh read more about heinz marketing at heinzmarketing.com h-e-i-n-z marketing.com as always you've been listening to the good folks at heinz marketing on sales pipeline radio part of the funnel radio channel for outwork listeners like you 